an unprecedented time for our industry, one that also highlights the critical importance of NBAA's advocacy on behalf of business aviation, particularly under these incredibly challenging circumstances. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. The ongoing crisis stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic has affected our lives, our jobs, and our industry. It's incredible how so many aspects of our day-to-day routines are now practically unrecognizable from what we considered normal just a few short months ago. And as we're recording this episode of Flight Plan, no one can really say yet when or how this situation will resolve. As challenging as the past two months have been, however, it would undoubtedly have been even more so had the federal government not stepped in with an unparalleled number of measures to help support the many small businesses that utilize business aviation, as well as temporarily easing a number of regulatory burdens on pilots and others working in and supporting our industry through this very difficult time. NBAA has led the charge to ensure business aviation stakeholders were represented fairly as Congress and the FAA considered these measures and to bring many of these initiatives to reality. Joining us to discuss this process are Doug Carr, Vice President for Regulatory and International Affairs for NBAA, and Scott O'Brien, the Association's Senior Director for Government Affairs. Scott, the original Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or CARES Act, was passed by Congress in late March and provided a number of potential benefits and incentives for business aviation operators, including some welcome tax relief. What are the most important programs to NBAA members that we saw come out of that legislation? Thanks, Rob. So um, within the CARES Act, there were programs that were specifically targeted to aviation, and then there were some broader programs that were targeted towards small business as a whole. The most noteworthy is called the Paycheck Protection Program, which is administered by the Small Business Administration, but you actually make application for the program through your local bank. Companies that have not applied, we you know encourage you to continue working with your local bank to apply for relief and the program basically allows you to help cover your payroll costs and some other business costs during this crisis. The other aviation specific programs are administered through the Treasury Department and are primarily for air carriers and NBAA work to make sure the definition of air carrier was adequately broad to cover Part 135 operators, which a number of our member companies are, and there's two programs. There's a payroll support program and a loan program, both of which general aviation air carriers can apply for. The um, payroll support program had an application deadline a, a few weeks ago, but the Treasury Department is still accepting applications. However, your application may be delayed if you did not apply by the deadline, but we are hearing reports that air carriers are receiving funds through the payroll support program, and we're continuing to work with the Treasury Department in addressing questions our members have and working with some questions on the loan program, which also is being administered by the Treasury Department. The final thing you referenced is related to federal air transportation excise taxes. So basically, any commercial operator that pays the 7.5% excise tax on air transportation and the segment fees has a suspension of those excise taxes until 2021. So if you are conducting flights from when the CARES Act passed on March 27th through January 2021, you're available or you have an ability to get that excise tax suspension for your customers. We're also working 
we have a proposal up at Capitol Hill to extend the tax suspension to non-commercial fuel taxes. And we um, are working with our friends on Capitol Hill to explain the importance of that fuel tax relief to small general aviation businesses. As you mentioned, Scott, a number of incentives remain under consideration in Congress as we're speaking. I think it's really important for companies that haven't applied to really be having a communication with their bank, especially if they use a smaller local bank that could be preferable to a larger institution. It seems like the companies we're hearing that are successful, it's really all about relationships to their local banker. And that's that's key just because there's such an overwhelming demand for funds, funds from the program, unfortunately. Are there any other programs affecting our industry that we may see come through Congress in the weeks ahead? I don't think so at this point. I think that um, Congress feels like they provided a lot of relief to the air transportation sector and the CARES Act. And like I said, we are trying to have that slightly brought into cover non-commercial fuel taxes. But you know, generally what we're hearing is that future relief bills could be more focused on health care or relief to cities and towns and that, you know, industry specific relief for the most part was dealt with through the CARES Act, of course. You know, this crisis evolves and changes every day, so things change rapidly, but I'd say that's kind of the general sentiment on Capitol Hill now. Doug, in addition to relief from Congress under the CARES Act, we've also seen a number of programs originate from the FAA, including provisions for small charter operators and regulatory extensions for maintenance facilities and pilot certification. We've also seen the agency provide emergency funding for our nation's airports, all beneficial developments for business aviation operators. The FAA acted really quickly and provided some necessary relief for the commercial air carriers, the scheduled airlines, and for some operations within the Part 135 on-demand charter world. Unfortunately, we we face some additional delays in securing the needed additional relief for the Part 191 operating world. Uh, The FAA is currently engaged in finalizing a rulemaking package, a special federal aviation regulation that would include 22 to 23 specific provisions focused on proficiency, flight training, medicals, maintenance, and some others that would allow the the challenges that our community faces with maintaining proficiency, getting in for training, getting in for medicals to continue and allow them to operate in a legal and safe way. We just wrapped up a call with the FAA, and unfortunately, we don't have a good sense for when this rulemaking package will actually be out the door and implemented. It sounds like the agency is making very good progress, but there are still a few steps they've got to go through considering this is rulemaking and not some other policy device that may take less oversight. So we're confident that we're going to get the relief. The the question, unfortunately, in the short term is when, and our members can count on us to make sure they're aware of it the moment it comes out from the FAA. So we really don't know when and how the FAA will act on these additional measures then. At this point, I don't think it would be helpful for us to set an expectation on timing, simply because we don't know how quickly the FAA and then the subsequent Department of Transportation reviews are going to take. We continue to have weekly engagement with the FAA for updates and progress and new items that need to be reviewed. But the the timing really is out of our hands and pressure from, I think, our elected officials is helping. Uh, We did have a letter from 
the House General Aviation Caucus sent over to the FAA administrator, which I believe is helping to make the FAA's job uh, a little easier in moving this forward. But there's still a lot of procedural matters they've got to make sure are addressed prior to releasing this this giant package of, of rulemaking relief. Still, it sounds like a tremendous amount of progress has been made in a relatively short time. And I know you, Scott, and many others at NBAA have been working on behalf of our industry on these processes. It personally feels like my work days have increased, even though I'm not heading into the office every day and working remotely, simply because of the volume of uh, needs that our community has. We've got financial needs. We've got operational needs that span a whole host of technical expertise within the association to make progress. And so I think what what you're seeing as a result of a lot of our working remotely situations is that our ability to be effective has not been reduced in, in any way. We still are able to engage with the right stakeholders, with the policymakers, to ensure that our members' needs are represented, that the agencies and the departments are doing what they need to do to service our members and to provide that feedback to them where it's needed to help address unique or missed opportunities. Scott, that certainly goes for you and your team as well. We've been really successful in a short amount of time advocating for our industry. And if you look at where we were when the CARES Act negotiations started, a lot of the requests were very focused on the Part 121 airline world. And we were rapidly able to engage with our friends in Congress on Capitol Hill and make the case that general aviation is a critical part of the air transportation system and make sure that those small businesses were you know, not excluded from aviation-specific provisions in the CARES Act, and then taking it a step further and working through the regulatory agencies, the Treasury and the IRS, to make sure that once these programs were stood up, our members were able to apply in such a way that was understanding of how different we are from a large airline and you know the unique challenges that a lot of our members are facing. So I'm, I'm happy with our success. And we've heard a lot of positive stories from our membership during a really challenging time, which has been great. Doug, how might NBAA members engage in this process as additional relief packages or regulatory extensions may be under consideration? It's important that members continue to provide feedback to NBAA on unique situations that they may be facing that haven't already been addressed. The FAA remains open and willing to accept our continued input on areas that either haven't been addressed or will need to be addressed in the future. So even though this special federal aviation regulation package will address a substantial amount of industry need for relief and future consideration, it does not consider itself to be the be-all end-all of relief. So as additional relief considerations are needed, please reach out to us. We'll make sure we get that on the FAA's radar so that work for the relief can be started. For the latest news and developments regarding business aviation throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, visit NBAA's coronavirus resource at nbaa.org forward slash coronavirus. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock, and thanks for listening to Flight Plan. 